I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder, and today I'm super excited to talk to my friend, Brooke Saxon Spencer, who is the vice president of say, of marketing, excuse me, marketing <laughs> at uh, Claiborne. Claiborne Correct. So uh, welcome, 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 Brooke. Thank you. I almost gave you uh, a, a new title, but I know at your company you mentioned <laughs> that. But sales and marketing are two different, very different things. Yes, there's and they're separated at Claiborne. So I have the luxury of focusing in on just the one. In your on your area of expertise. That's right. Yeah, tell us just a little bit about Claiborne. So Claiborne is a, a senior living management company that is located in Mississippi. And currently we uh, own and manage a portfolio of 11 communities um, with several more in the works. Uh, so we're, you know, IL, AL, memory care, uh, kind of got the whole mix going on there. That sounds great. That sounds great. But you do not live in Mississippi. <laughs> I do not. I live in the Los Angeles area. Ooh, okay. So, you know, uh, it's a world of senior living. Yeah. Many, many, uh, a lot of, a lot of logging, a lot of uh, air and probably drive time uh, logging, but because of our communities are spread out, right? Yep. Across the Definitely. country or even regionally. So, well, thanks so much for joining this last time. I thought I have got to have you on the podcast. Brooke, because last time we spoke, you mentioned something to me and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to really need to have you on because you said something that's slightly shocking and surely on the cutting edge of the conversation. So Brooke mentioned that she is doing away with all print Tell me if I'm right. All printed marketing material. Yeah. All doing away with all printed marketing material. Yeah, we are. You know, is that brochures, rates? Yep. Oh. Yes. So we have business cards, but even those we're pushing towards virtual, like with QR codes and such. Okay. But we have made the decision to eliminate the eliminate the paper. And really focus on the website and generating, you know, more excitement and more content and just, you know, drive our audience there instead of handing them things that we know will most likely end up in the trash. How many move-ins have, I wish we had a poll, this is being recorded, but uh, how many move-ins have occurred because we handed somebody a brochure uh, either at the beginning when they walked in and we gave it to them or they called and we mailed it to them. And then they said, oh my gosh, I read your brochure. I'm coming over to give you a deposit. I can't wait. It's happened to me thousands of times. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. We've noticed that that tour, I mean, you know, this is where the sales marketing piece overlaps a bit, but you know, from a sales perspective, a lot of those marketing pieces end up being kind of a crutch instead of 
digging down and doing your discovery and, you know, really getting to know your customer and what their specific needs are, you know, they come into your building and we show them around, probably have a tour path, right, that we show everyone. And then we get back to the front door and we give them this brochure that's probably got 20 plus inserts in it with every floor plan for every level of care, yeah, pricing for every floor, you know, the whole gamut and, you know, probably a few pieces apply to this person if they want to sort through it, but we just hand it to them and, you know, give us a call if you have questions. Right. Cause we don't want to be pushy. Exactly. I want to be pushy. Uh, so the, you know, I've, I have to admit that since you told me this, I, without using your name or your company name, I've been doing a, a bit of speaking and, and, and a couple of conferences actually. And I mentioned this, I said, one of my colleagues, I can say, and there was like a hush that one yep. over the room, right? Like, ah, so I'm going to guess, because I'm right there with you. I, I you know, we, I've talked in there, and nothing against beautiful pieces and, and all of the wonderful designers that, you know, yes. work so hard in, in putting all these things together. Um, but that, it, that you mentioned the word crutch. I feel like that, that that's it, gives you a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. Here, I'm gonna give you this brochure. It's beautiful. It's got, you know, lots of pockets yes. and a lot of truncated, in, you know, in line and we stick stuff in there with every good intention, right? But I think, I can't remember when it was, it's probably a handful of years ago, so it probably cost more than this, but there was a study done, time, labor, materials, everything is about $30. Which is crazy. And then you think about how many times your rates, I mean, at least now in the senior living world that we're in, you know, we don't have annual rate changes. We have like they're fluctuating throughout the year. We have sometimes they're sure. quarterly. And then how do you know you're using the most recent one? And then you have upset customers because you've got, you're handing them the old rates, but you can't remember when the new rates came out. And besides the fact that then, you know, you have papers everywhere, right? And you have, like you said, that additional cost, but then you have the additional waste and all for, again, you know, what is the true purpose of giving someone that information, you know, and is there another way that we can deliver it that would meet the need and, you know, have not only meet the need, but then perhaps grow and develop their journey into a new call to action, right? Our initial website landing, we want them to come to the community. Well, once they've done that, can we re redesign their experience? And once they come on to our site after that, can we give them a different way to experience us that will get them to deposit or schedule an evaluation? So I think that, you know, with all of the different technology and, you know, you know AI has been the hot topic of late, but, you know, even before, you know, you launch into that discussion, there's so many capabilities out there to really personalize the user experience and, the difficulty is it's time intensive and it takes us a moment to take a pause and what we're currently doing, right? Because we've always done it this way and take that pause and reset and really decide like, okay, what, what is essential? And if someone is coming into the community, like that's a big step. So instead of giving them a folder of everything that they already probably saw on our website, what is additional value that we can provide them with, if anything, in hand and what are we using that opportunity for? Are we truly using that opportunity to get to know the prospect or are we just data dumping back? And I sense that, you know, I'm guilty myself. It's way easier to data dump when somebody comes to your building, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but for us to really think about the discovery process more in depth and utilize that tour time as an opportunity to delve in instead of data dumping. You know, you mentioned some of the, uh, the sales funnel and at the top of the funnel, find your funnel, step in and go. Yep. But you make a good point. Someone's in, in your community. Uh, we just did, just did a webinar on this about um, you can keep sales personal in a digital world, right? So in, in the digital, when they find you, however they find you, SEO, SEM, you know, Googling, whatever, they step in, they're looking on your website, et cetera, reading some things or not, or engaging in some of your, some of your content. They may have gone from a, I've got a problems and I've got silent search. Maybe they've gone from a zero or a one to maybe a two or three, maybe even mm -hmm. a four, depending on the content. So when they get, by the time they call or engage or request some, a tour, they are definitely not going to hand you a check when we say sales qualified doesn't mean moving qualified right. means that they want to so they're maybe in the middle of the funnel yep. giving them a brochure if you think about it takes them back to the top right so that yeah. yeah i mean you want to give like okay so you, you got that information and or what was you know, discovered yep. what was it that prompted and all of that then now what so um that's what i'm most excited about with this opportunity yeah. okay. is you know, I, though I said we're eliminating all paper collateral, we are developing a different piece and it will most likely be paper, um, but it's reduced to like one small, it's a value proposition essentially. And we're using it as, it's almost a discovery tool for our sales team, but it allow them to quote the pricing for specific units that they've determined that this individual is interested in instead of giving them a full price sheet. And it will hone in on like, what are the three things that we think are going to be most impactful for them about our services and amenities? So whether that's on-site therapy, whether it's the concierge and, you know, we can check the boxes, but then on that piece that they can, they can hand them this like rack card size piece and it'll have a QR code on it that will initially are, we're doing this in phases, but initially this will take those people who have toured to a specific landing page, not our initial homepage on our website to a landing page, but then would provide some additional information that we don't just keep on the website. Like, you don't put on our websites, we don't have like a link to our activity calendar or our sample menus. You have to dig a little bit more to get to that kind of thing. Okay. So we're trying to like, again, like you said, phase it so that you know, once you've come in the building, what else would you need to know to get you to the next call to action? Like mm -hmm. to get to your, you know, and it could be how to pay for senior living. Maybe we need to provide content on how people actually afford this. Maybe it's like how, you know, who qualifies for assisted living or how do I know if it's appropriate, right? What do we do all day? What's a day in the life of like look like? And, you know, are there case studies we can share about the benefits of senior living? Um, at some point, the next phase for us in this process is to take that landing page. Phase two is going to be to make an AL, IL, and memory care specific landing page. And then from there, we're actually going to be able to take this whole value proposition and every lead will have their own QR code and it will take them to a personalized landing page where it will customize based on a couple of inputs from the sales team, it will customize what they see when they get there. Um, and, you know, all connected with the CRM. So it's a phased approach because as you know, the sales teams are already freaking out because they're like, you're taking my folders. <laughs> 
and my trifolds and what do I use to do outreach? And we're saying, well, you have to think about it now, right? Like you actually have to think about the person and it helps. I really do think that with outreach, with fairs, with tours, with whatever, like you really think about it and what are we using all that for? Like we honestly use it half the time as just something to hand people because we're uncomfortable starting a discussion or a conversation about why we're actually there or what we're actually doing. So I'm really excited about where we're headed. Like I said, it's phased and I have gotten some really interesting reactions from, from a fellow sales and marketing individuals in senior living uh, who have said, you know, well, good luck with that. And thanks for taking one for the team. We'll yeah. see how it works for you. Um, and, but I think, you know, that's one of the advantages of the company that, that Claiborne is and that we're, we are still small enough and agile enough that we can make pivots if necessary. Um, we haven't felt the need since we eliminated this like three, four months ago, we haven't felt the need to pivot yet. Um, but we are still in that, you know, we're, and again, having the role separated allows me to have that time to really yeah. make sure that we're not, there's no gaps. Mm -hmm. We're still filling the gaps, but we're doing yeah. it very thoughtfully. No, I think it, it's, you make so many good points. And if, you know, if I think back and I know you've, you've been doing, you've been in senior living with 20 some years, right? Okay. Well, do you remember the time where I, I think maybe I even said, nobody is going to look for senior living online. Like we, I, I remember our, when I first started as a family owned, you know, and it was, one kind of a static, yep. you know, where you went on and yeah. Oh, you didn't do any yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Ugly too, I'm sure. Too. Right. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we, and, and the purpose of brochures, the purpose of all that was to relay information in that world. Yes. Right. And as we're, there's still, I'm, I'm taking notes when you're talking, right. So there's, yep. you know, we still use paper and I, you know, Right, a lot. And, you and me both. Or maybe, maybe not. But the um, so what I, I, is we're really at this, you know, this crossroads. Probably could have been a little bit before, but thanks to you, yeah. in this that look, nothing wrong with them. But you know, unless you would provide me data around, look, this this community uses four hundred brochures, and they have one hundred percent occupancy with full market rate. Yeah, and this one does right. So. It, you know, I think it's it's really just getting that buy-in around. You think about maybe you're not, you know, haven't done this long enough. Where you, you know, we didn't have a CRM. You know, do we I know CRM really? Like, is that gonna I'm be with us? you? Right. So you know, just in life, just in every, you know, and everything yeah. that you know, kind of, and then look, some things don't work. And I'm, you know, drive down the road. You know, and I mean, if it's really scary and dangerous, maybe not, but just drive down it and see what happens and then like you said if if you really see the need but I, you know the the um i'm sure you've heard this too but i can't do outreach because i don't have a business card uh, well ask me how many times i've gone to conferences and i forgot that like oh, i don't think i have a business card right yeah yeah it just it's it's nice and i i definitely take mine and you know follow up yeah. but yeah i think if we don't have the crutch or the we don't have it how many, then then will we be more open-minded and I yeah. think it's just keeping an open mind and it also sounds too that I like where you're going with sitting down with the prospect yeah obviously getting to know them 
And then they maybe if they do want a physical takeaway, it said, okay, you are, you know, these are some of your yeah. points, or these are some of the things that you like, or these are some of the reasons. And then here's a couple of things to consider, or maybe yeah. your step yeah. or something to think about, do or decide, boom, right there. And on that yeah. value proposition, it's funny you mentioned that is an actual section for, and again, we're trying to guide the sales team as well as the prospect or their yeah. adult child, right? But yeah. there is a little section that we included at the bottom that says next steps wellness evaluation, reservation agreement, like, and then there's a spot where you can, but we want, like, that is the biggest thing that we want our sales teams to do, right? Is don't let that person out of the building without an agreed upon next step. Like sales 101, right? Like always have an agreed upon next step so that when they call you, they, or when you call them, they actually answer the phone because now they feel obligated because they told you it was okay if you called them Tuesday at three. Um, but it's, we're, we're trying to kind of, I don't want to say force maybe too strong a word, but we're trying to guide the sales team also through the process in a way that feels organic to them. Because sometimes they complain about, you know, like, well, I don't want to ask questions in this order. And what if I forget this and whatever? We're like, no, no, no. You're just getting to know your, you're just getting to know your customer, right? You're getting to know your prospect and you're really trying to, you know, it's the, what do they say? Like, don't show the beauty shop to a bald man. Like, we, we actually have to think about the person that's in front of us. And so we're really trying to encourage people to, again, you were saying personal, it's all about personalization. And I think we can all agree that that's important to us in other areas of our lives. And when people are trying to sell or market to us in, in that way, that anytime somebody takes that extra step to really get to know me, like that makes a huge impact. And, you know, it's, yes, we are trying to generate lots of activity and, you know, whatever, but if you aren't taking the time to do it right, then you're kind of wasting your time. So we're trying to take the crutch away for outreach. Like you said, we're trying to take it away for outreach. There's no need for brochures. Everybody has brochures. Who's going to pick up your brochure at the doctor's office brochure rack that probably is going to get torn down soon because, Nobody wants those, right? Like the referral is going to come from the relationship. It's not going to come because you have your brochure in a rack. So it's the same with the prospects, right? The, the move-in or the next step is going to come because you listened to them and you heard them and you tried to guide them thoughtfully through the process. So what if you have, um, and maybe I'm sure you have, like, yeah, but we, I need a brochure because a lot of people call me and they request a brochure. My first question back is, because I have, this has come up. Well, you know, a lot of our, our prospects don't use, they don't use the internet. And I asked them, well, then how did they get your phone number? Uh, I mean, we don't have phone books anymore. I don't know about you, but I don't, we don't have yellow page advertising expenses anymore, right? Because we're paying for Google pay-per-click and, you know, all these other digital expenses they can't pick up a phone book and call you. They had to go online most likely to get your number unless by some strange means they got some sort of piece of paper. But again, most likely that's not how they're calling you. We've, we've, we do a, we have a very, very extensive call tracking program at Claiborne. And I can tell you that all of our collateral and sales enablement tools, the tracking on those numbers, the, the incoming calls from them is so minimal. They come from our digital sources. So my feedback would be, well, how did they get our number? And if they, you know, if they really want information, then, you know, we'll try to work something out, but most likely that's going to be so few that it is still not worth it for us 
to spend all that money on the few people that you're going to send a brochure to, ask them if they have a, you know, if it's a prospect that says, I don't use the internet. Well, do you have a son or daughter that we could send a link to? And maybe they could perhaps walk you through, um, you know, we have a, everything that you want to know is on our yeah. website. So um, another, you know, thought that I'm having when you were talking yeah. about that, because we, we can turn around and say, we have, you know, if people have brochures, happy to send that off to you. Do you mind while I have you on the phone? You know, and then most people forget about the brochure, but an, another thought, if you all have that kind of discovery slash yes. optimization slash next step tool, you know, we absolutely, we're more than happy to, we do, uh, we have a, you know, a, a unique personalized brochure, whatever. Yep. And if you just ask a couple of local questions and I'll make and sure get, get that out. Yeah. Exactly, right. So sure. why not? If, if that's, and then they might forget all about meeting a customer because you're probably, hopefully when you do those yep. conditions, there's, there's reasons for people to think, Oh, maybe I should come in. Cause you yeah, absolutely listen. So uh, maybe I it's more than agree more. Our, yeah. Like our mindset, we need to open up our mindset. Do and they, instead of thinking brochure is this like folder with all this stuff in it that yeah. when they're asking for information or brochure, they're buying into the old language that, that we've started, we've adopted over the years. Right. Well, right. We can change. They, you know, we can change them too, as far as how, you know, how to easy. I mean, even when you look at the paperwork process for moving into senior living at this point, right, we're all going digital. So if you're talking to someone or you're, someone's calling you, and they're saying that they don't, you know, they can't, they can't pull up your website. Well, then how, I mean, you think like, well, then how are they even going to fill out our paperwork? Like everything is digital. So, you know, most likely that's not going to be the case, right? Like there's going to be some connection there that at some point in the process is going right. to be able to help them with that journey online or bring them into the building themselves. Sure. I mean, there's exceptions, but the, that will be the exception. Exactly. The statistic around how many people have mobile phones, how many people, you know, own a, own a computer, have access to one or know yep. how to operate, you know, to get, join the internet or, or all of those pieces. But I think that um, we need to stop assuming mm -hmm. and like, well, you know, people, they ask that because they don't use the internet. No, they ask that because more likely is they just don't know what else to say. Exactly. I need help. I'd really like some advice is what they are really looking for, but we don't say it less. Yes. We say, Hey, well, can, look, can you send, and they probably say like, can you send me some information? information. Right. Exactly. Sure. What's your email address? I'd be happy to send you a link mm -hmm. to our website, or we can even send, if they have specific questions, you can send them links to the specific pages on your website if you want to, right? Like we have the, the ability to do all of those things. Um, the one other thing that uh, I think has helped us adopt this is that we have also put all of our pricing on our websites, not for the ancillaries and not for levels of care, because that just takes us down a whole rabbit hole. But as far as our apartment pricing, the unit pricing for every unit is on our website. So if you go to look for a one bedroom floor plan, it'll tell you all of the one bedrooms that are available and how much they're selling for. So we're not only what where this kind of helps is people aren't always they're still calling for pricing because not everybody is savvy enough to like you know find everything they're looking for and they just want to talk to someone and that's fine okay. right um but we don't need to have pricing sheets and update them all the time because we as our sales team can pull up our own website 
and use our own website as a, as a tool in the discovery process even, because we have this site map that shows you which apartments are available where. And you know we're trying to, again, leverage our website from multiple angles to empower our sales team to not get stuck in like, again, the old ways of like, well, here's this sheet, but oh, sorry, when you came in and toured, things have changed. Like it's always live and it's always accurate on the website because it's connected to our financial software, right? Like we spent time really trying to integrate everything to make it seamless. Um, but I know that not everyone has adopted that price transparency model. I think that it's been really good for us. Um, we, we implemented part of it halfway through last year and we put everything on there this year. And I'll be honest, we did see leads drop at one of our communities, but I'm actually, you start to think, well, maybe those were the leads we didn't want to spend our time on anyway. Like, you no. don't necessarily know why they dropped off, but. Exactly. And, you know, you look at conversion metrics, you have the yeah. same thing with only pushing sales qualified, quote unquote, that doesn't mean moving qualified, but those that want to talk to somebody into the CRM, not, hey, they were, you know, they were on the website and push them over. And now we're going to try to, I didn't want a phone call. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the, the, the total number maybe being pushed in is less, but your conversion should be higher. The and conversions are higher and then it's better use of sales team time, right? It's right. I mean, we have to spend so much time uh, and we're, we're happy to do it with each family. But if we're talking statistically 10 hours, eight to 10 hours of sales time, not the time mm -hmm. of, you know, that, and we all, you know, we're spending about four, three hours of sales time daily, just, mm -hmm. that, right? I mean, you can't, how do you work? A thousand leads. You yeah. Don't. And some of our databases are so, so full that, you know, again, it, it can be a scary proposition to say like, we're going to eliminate collateral and we're going to put all, like, just put it all out there, availability and pricing. And, you know, you're like, oof, well, we're really showing our cards, right? Like that leaves us really vulnerable and kind of, but at the same time, I feel like it's really helped us hone in on, again, what's most important. And, you know, I don't know about you, you know, Julie, but I shopped, I was shopping online for a car recently and there was a very specific car that I wanted. And I went on the sites that were transparent about the pricing on the car, not the ones that said, please call for more information. Those ones I just left. I didn't like, I'm not even going to waste my time. I want to tell me right up front, what is the cost of this car? So I compare it to the other, you know, I want to see it. If you're not going to give me the information, I'm not even going to inquire. And I wonder, you know, as time progresses, I, I, you know, and again, I'm only speaking for myself, but I'd like to think I'm not alone. And that as more of us have that mentality that like, you know, well, if it's not there, then I'm not even like, why should I call if they're not willing to tell me online, then well, yeah, I... just like a, with a car, which of course, this is more even emotional than a car, but yeah. when you're searching for something, you're, you're, you're shopping for senior living, assisted living, it's going to cost, generally speaking, in this ballpark, or the car you want, or, you know, if I want that, it's going to, it's going to be about $30,000, maybe 31 here, 32, yeah. 30, right? And you're like, okay, so that's the ballpark. And wherever you choose to buy it, maybe something you know, was emotional or they were nicer, or there was quick response. Yeah. And certainly when, I think when people are maybe searching for a car, they're a little bit more in the action stage than many of us, right. many of our customers with senior living. You're learning. absolutely right. You know, my car still works fine. I was just, you know, my, I yep. had sneaky brakes. So I thought, right. So um, the, 
the, the transparency is another conversation for another podcast, but that transparency <laughs> yeah. is something that I'm, I'm on your, I'm on your uh, vote yeah. on your team with that because uh, it is, it costs what it costs. And if it does dissuade someone like it's 5,000, I don't have $5,000 a month respectfully then we're self-selecting out. Mm -hmm. And then the leads, the prospects that are coming into the CRM are have not necessarily moving, you know, or not mm -hmm. necessarily qualified in all, all areas, but more likely yeah. to have that transparency, more likely to maybe not uh, for those who just simply, you know, like there's loads of things, you know, if I'm looking mm -hmm. up, gosh, I didn't know that that was that much, or I don't have that. Right. Well, and I think part of the responsibility that we have, and this is something that, you know, as again, a work in progress um, for Claiborne is, um, you know, as we're trying to mimic some of the multifamily traits on our website, what we're doing a bad job of, can I, can I just admit that I've just said I'm doing a bad job? I'm thinking about it. So at least that means I'm being proactive, but we're not building our value. Like people, and, and this is the problem across the board. I think we've always had is when you say that an assisted living apartment is $3,500 a month for a one bedroom for 350 square feet, you know, kitchenette, whatever. Right. And you don't add the rest of the value in like three meals a day, you know, care available 24 seven concierge, whatever. If you're not adding back in the value with those statistics, you're not, you're not making a good argument for yourself. It, or if you don't have that, and you also don't try to help people understand how to pay for senior living, right? Like somebody says, well, I don't have $3,500 a month in income, but we, I mean, anyone who's in sales and senior living knows that most people like, did you, do you have a house, right? We have a whole list of different assets that we will run through, but that doesn't come to other people's mind right away. So part of our job is to educate them on that. And so with the price transparency comes this, I think, additional responsibility for us to build our value. Um, because I think that we can potentially lose people because they will self-disqualify before they fully understand mm -hmm. what they're what we're selling, if that, you know, about what that rate really includes. Um, but I, you know, I think that's a problem that we have in senior living anyway, right? Like we we have trouble building value, which is why we hand out brochures with about 25 different things in there, right? Because we're trying really hard, but we're not personalizing it. So, um, but yeah, like you said, price transparency is like a whole other podcast. Um, it is, it is. And I would definitely want to do that. Um, but for uh, just one last thing for yeah. you, you've got to jump on a plane, I think, is that the kind of tying it back to what you said yeah. about learning and growing and and we're, we're doing this. We're going to go down this road. And if there will there be tweaks? And sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Same with, uh, you know, what you just mentioned. It's like a price transparency. What are the, why, why do we do it? And, oh, you know what? Here's what we're finding. So we're going to tweak it. Or this is the pros. This is the, this is the, maybe the cons, pros, cons, whatever. And ma making a, you know, just continue. Cause I think we don't yeah. just make, we make one decision and that's it. I mean, we keep, we continue to decide. We continue to decide to show up. We continue to decide to, and just can keep an open mind of uh, yes. information coming at us and the uh, feedback and the input. And you can decide to keep going and yeah. something, right. As long as you give yourself permission to change permission to well I was and I think that you just hit on it is permission to change and you know again I feel 
I have the luxury of in, in the organization that I'm part of, there's a, there's not only permission, but there is a drive to try new things. And the understanding from the ownership and the leadership that not everything's going to work. We need to, but if we're paying attention, right, and we're listening to the feedback and we're pivoting when appropriate, right? Failure is okay. Like failure just means you learn something and you're going to grow and try something new, better, different. Um, but we go in with our eyes open thinking like, especially with this, like right now, so far, so good, but maybe in six months, we'll get some feedback and enough feedback that we need rate sheets. And we'll have to have a discussion about what that looks like again. I'm so far, I'm very pleasantly surprised that we're not getting a lot of pushback. Uh, but you know, uh, and I hope to continue that. I hope that again, the value on the website, the value of a website, of, you know, one that's built out specifically with this in mind, helps our teams really feel confident in their ability to sell without having that crutch. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today and sharing your expertise, your innovation, being a pioneer. Well, thanks here. so much for having me. It was fun to talk about it. So, so, so grateful. If someone wanted to maybe pick your brain a little bit, what's a great way to reach you? Well, you can catch me on LinkedIn, but you can also email me. My email address is super long, but it's bsaxonspencer at theclayborn.com. Um, but yeah, I'd love to connect. Um, I mean, talk about this stuff all day, as I'm sure you could, Julie. Well, thank you again for your time, expertise, and heart for what you do. Um, for any of you that want to know a little bit more about what Brooke's doing, uh, please reach out to her to learn a little bit more about what we're doing at Grow Your Occupancy. You can reach out to me, Julie, at Grow Your Occupancy, launching Occupancy Coach this month. Super excited about that. So check that out. And we will talk to you very soon. Thank you all for listening. Bye, Brooke.